Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Their plane's going overhead. Their pl- Amy, their plane's going overhead. Right, hello, it's Will here. Can I do anything about the planes? No. Did I love lockdown because there were no planes? Oh, I could hear the birds. It was delicious. Domino's stopped barking, so that's a good sign. Welcome to the Wellbeing Lab podcast. This episode, well, it's immersive because we're talking to Sushma Sega about Reiki and I get to talk to her and then go and have a Reiki session. You know, it's one of my favourite things to do. If I could just have massages and things like Reiki every day, I don't know why I'm saying if, I think I'm just going to. It's a new resolution. Don't care if it's summer. I set the resolution now. Let's have a listen to our chat. I'm an author and I'm a founder of an energy healing practice called The Carmery, which is based in Harley Street, London. This sounds amazing. <laughs> How did you get into that then? Well, I think it was a hobby that got out of control, Will. It's something that I started in 2002 and I was actually struggling with a breakup. So a grief of sorts, let's say, and I was very young and I didn't have any tools at all, you know, if you can imagine back in 2002 in those days it was this sort of work anything sort of even vaguely mental healthy or emotional healing or holistic was just wasn't really talked about and my parents were actually medics as well so this was completely out of their sphere and I was really struggling I was quite young and I was crying a lot I wasn't sleeping wasn't eating and I was actually really struggling with this particular breakup it's like the first one and they can be quite devastating when you're young and Somebody I knew at the time had recommended acupuncture. And again, I didn't even know what acupuncture was, but I was so desperate. I agreed to go and see this woman and um, I went to her and it turned out that she was actually also a Reiki master. But I didn't know that at the time. And I would go there and I I would be crying, I would be weeping, I'd be going in there really sort of a shadow of myself. And she'd have me on the table, she'd put the needles in and then she'd also do... Reiki as well and at the time I wasn't really sure what she was doing I just used to know I used to go in there feeling desperate and I used to come out all smiles and it was such a extraordinary response and turnaround I think after the second session I said what are you doing this is crazy what you know what witchery are you doing on me and she then told me about this other thing that she was a Reiki master and I was quite astonished because it sounded a bit like magic to be honest and I think maybe because I'd 
was so interested and I responded so well that she invited me to train with her. And at the time, I didn't have anything else to do. I was a bit broken and lost. So I just sort of said yes. And then that weekend kind of went along to this Reiki course that she was teaching with another teacher. And sort of in the space of four days, ended up training in Reiki one and two. And I again, I didn't know what I'd walked into. I had no prior knowledge, no expectations. And then that was it. And then everything was a bit different after that. And that was how it started. I, I never really asked for it. It wow. just kind of came my way. Was something sort of driving you to want to help people? Or... Not at first, no. I was no. actually quite selfish with it. I didn't really want anyone else involved. I was just like, this is my nice thing. I don't want to share it. I quite like how it makes me feel. And it's it's my thing. Everyone, leave me alone. Don't make me talk about it. And don't make me give it to you because it's mine. Yeah. And I was like that for quite a long time. I was very protective over what felt like this private special sacred place it was separate to family it was separate to work it was separate to everything else it was my special private happy place and I didn't really want anyone else in it to be honest for quite a long time but I don't know what happened I actually I do know what happened I think it was when I started being a bit more honest like it was a secret will for a very long time and also because I was worried what people would think of me you know, the long flow robes and the, the hippie hair and all of that. I just didn't want people to think I was that sort of person. And in those days, there was a stigma attached to this kind of work. And I think I was a little bit, I don't know, I just felt a bit judgmental. And, you know, working in fashion as well, it's so superficial, you know? Yeah. And I would understand why you might be wary, because I think people can still be quite cynical and judgmental and it comes from a place of ignorance and maybe fear actually where did you go from that well actually I guess it's important for me to ask what is Reiki yes well Reiki is a natural healing method which uses energy to rebalance your own energy in your body and if you can imagine that on the basis that we are made of energy that's something that's now quite accepted we are pretty much living breathing energy bodies and our cells are, are vibrating at different speeds and that depends on how our energy is moving and if we are our thoughts our emotions they are quite heavy they become heavy energy within our body and they can sometimes affect the flow of energy when we have nothing going on with us energy is flowing easily around our bodies and we feel our best but inevitably in life that's not the case there's old traumas there's old wounds there's new things irritations griefs angers upsets other people's energies i guess as well other people's energies yeah you can absorb them and all of that stuff affects our energy so reiki is a way of rebalancing it and healing those blocks and helping to get that flow again in your body and it does it using energy from the universe so a practitioner would channel that energy through their hands and the person who's receiving it will be lying on a bed fully clothed and then the practitioner will kind of put their hands either touching them or hovering above them in different places and the person lying down their body will almost draw it in where it wants it and then the practitioner will be able to sense and intuitively know where the body's calling it and then there's this lovely kind of conversation energy conversation going on between the person receiving and the person who's channeling it and it all just happens by itself it's like it's not the practitioner who's really doing anything they're just kind of creating a door and opening it up and letting it all come through so you're a, in a way you're a conduit for 
healing universal energy. Exactly. That's exactly it. You got the nail on the head. Yeah. That's exactly how it works. And it's funny because I think, by the way, hearing what you said earlier is I think people are more versed to notions of energy and that we are made up yeah. of energy and, and kind of, I sort of think, oh, if I say energy, people think, oh, God, here we go, energy, <laughs> energy. But actually, it's like, I always say it's actually, it's physics. It's physics, totally. So the energy that's in the universe, mm-hmm. how can you as a practitioner, or how did you learn to be able to sort of channel that? The funny thing is, is that it's something that we already do a little bit, but maybe we didn't know what it was. So I remember distinctly feeling when I realised what was happening, I was like, I feel like this is familiar. So, you know, if you were to hurt yourself, knock your head or something, the first thing you'll do is put your hand on that spot because it's somehow comforting to feel your own energy on the pain. Yes. It's it's a natural thing, right? You do it instinctively. If you're feeling sad, you might just put your hand on your body and just comfort yourself a bit. And that, in a sense, is your own energy healing yourself so it's something that we do already but without really we do it unconsciously so what i'm making up from that is we're going to the reason because we instinctively put our hand on our head if we hit our head yeah but it's not like we've been taught oh your hand has healing properties so that's why you put your hand to the head no you know that yourself like you have your own intelligence and your own intuitive sense of what's going to heal you like your body's a big healing machine anyway It knows how to heal injuries, cuts, scrapes, you know, it's always healing itself. And so this is almost like taking something that you can do, but to the next level. And I think we can all absorb energy, as you said yourself, from external sources. But this is doing it more consciously and more deliberately and with more intention. So less random. And how do you get yourself into that date to be able to do that because I guess I would be thinking and I'm sure lots of people listening would think right you must be in some sort of flowy robes there's a lot of burning sage or something else I mean you can if you like um but you don't have to be I mean it's such a natural thing you just have to be shown so when I'm teaching a way that I describe it is that you're like a light bulb and at the moment you can already channel about say 40 watts of energy without even knowing that it's just happening anyway and then when you've done an Reiki attunement which is almost like it's something that a a Reiki master can pass down to a student and they show them and open them up energetically so that they can channel 60 watts perhaps or 80 watts and as you progress you can channel more of it you can just it's something that you already have it just gets opened up a bit more and so it's more deliberate more intentional and you can feel it more What kind of things can Reiki heal, I guess? Well, it kind of heals on four different levels. So it heals the physical because if your body had any healing to do anyway, it will kickstart that. So this is why it's always classed as a a complementary therapy because it should be done in conjunction with any medical treatment that you're having. It also works on a mental level because it really calms people's minds down. It's a bit like meditation cheat in the sense that somebody having reiki will immediately go into a very quiet mental calm place and it quietens that noise and then on an emotional level like we were just saying earlier emotions in your body they can be very heavy if they are anger 
pain, fear, irritation, anxiety, all of those sorts of emotions are much heavier in the body. And, you know, you feel it when you're feeling sad, you feel heavy in your body. And the Reiki will help release those from the body. So it helps on an emotional level. But then it also, in addition to all of that, it can also have a spiritual effect on people because when you get this kind of palpable feeling of the energy and this sense of connection that we're all made of energy and we're all connected and we don't have that separation anymore, you get to a point where you you can actually feel that a little bit. You kind of get this this real palpable sense that we're all connected and that can be quite mind-blowing, like a spiritual epiphany, like, oh my God. I'm connected to everything, my pets, the people, the plants, the world. It's like, you know, it can have a really huge spiritual effect on people. And so it works on that level as well. So it's working on all four of those levels. It's quite profound. I mean, that is profound, isn't it? So do people come or have people come to you if they experience depression or anxiety, trauma, all those kind of things? Yes, they do. And it can really help. I mean, it's not a cure. So I'm always very keen to point that out. It doesn't cure things. But what it does is it helps people to move through and clear whatever is in their system at a rate that they are ready to do. Obviously, I can't make anybody release any more than they're ready to. But it's almost like peeling off layers of an onion, you know, you can heal one layer, and then you get to another one that's a bit below and Reiki's very gentle. It's powerful, but it's gentle. And is it expensive? It really depends on who you go to and where you go. And it also depends on how experienced people are. The rule of thumb is it's usually about the price of a massage. That's useful, isn't it? Because then massages can vary. Yeah. Depending on... Wherever you are, yeah. yeah. They can be several hundred pounds in certain places in London. And they can also be... I've been to very small places where people were giving massages for 40, 50 pounds and... Reiki the same. What's the history of Reiki? So how did people sort of discover Reiki? It's actually a really interesting question because there is a a gentleman who was called Mikayo Usui who was the founder of the Reiki that we all kind of practice now in the West. But energy healing has been around since the beginning of time, you know? Sound healings, the Egyptians practice that. Shamanic cultures have been working with energy medicine you know, if you look at Ayurveda, for example, thousands and thousands of years ago, there's reports of energy work and chakra work and the knowledge of the energy system in the body has been around since the beginning of time, pretty much. There's reports of it in all different ways and Chinese medicine as well, you know, with acupuncture and meridians and all of that. So this isn't a new a new subject, but the particular Reiki that the people in the West are using was devised by a doctor, Mikayo Usui, And he was born in 1865, but he actually sort of, in those later years, he kind of was almost had a spiritual epiphany after a 21-day fast on Mount Kurama in Japan. And he was actually a really well-versed individual. He'd practiced medicine, theology, divination. He actually was from a Buddhist family and he'd been trained by monks. So the story goes, he had been trained in a, a martial arts called Kiko, I think it was, But that martial art, you would generate energy in your body and then you would use it, but then the energy would run out. So it was kind of flawed in the sense that the energy, you'd have to then build it up again and then you'd use it and then you'd have to build it up again. And I'm sure that he must have thought there's a better way of doing this, something that doesn't run out. (laughs) And then 
he went and did this 21 day fast he was having some problems in his life and he kind of had this huge epiphany on day 21 as the story goes and he was he had a lot of light come into his head and he's he had this massive spiritual experience and saw these symbols these sanskrit symbols and then came out of the cave or wherever he was fasting and then stubbed his toe (laughs) and then immediately put his hands on his foot and then realized that he had healed his foot instantly and suddenly understood that something extraordinary was going on went back down started practicing and realized that he had this ability and then set up a clinic and started teaching and healing people and that was in 1922 And then I think there was an earthquake in Tokyo and he suddenly was overrun with people needing healthcare and his clinic expanded and exploded and it really took off. So that was kind of where it started and it was through him and the people that he then, when he died, he passed it on to his right-hand man who was trained with him and then that right-hand man passed it on to a lady called um, Mrs. Takata who brought it to the West because actually... After the war, I think the American presence meant that it it went underground and only Western medicine was uh, encouraged at that point. So if it hadn't been for Mrs. Takata taking it to the West, it might have kind of never come here. Wow. And that was the story. And then after that, it spread. So it's only really been practiced since 1922 in the form that we use it today. And... You mentioned that you have a book. What's that book about? So that's a book about energy and chakras. It's called Find Your Flow. It's all about your energy system, which is what we work with when we do energy medicine and when you learn Reiki. And it's a a sort of beginner's guide to the chakra system. And the chakra points, you probably may have heard something about them in the past. So the chakra system is these almost like central points of energy where they converge in your body and there's seven within your body and a few outside of your body. And they are almost like... It's like a sort of energetic infrastructure which corresponds to different parts of your life and different elements of your life and different elements of yourself. And so the book is all about that, really. It's kind of like a beginner's guide to that whole subject. I mean, I don't know masses about chakras, but I think that it does make sense to me how different places energy can formulate or yeah. even maybe get stuck or accumulate. Totally. And you know, is my heart open? Is my, yeah. am I communicating, you know, from the throat, things like that. So it's, totally. it does, it does make sense to me. This is such an interesting conversation because it's such an interesting topic. I actually had a client come to me once who would have many, many partners and has always been like that. She has a really high drive and would find herself always sort of having this constant stream of partners because she had all of this energy. She didn't know what to do with it. And after working with her for a bit, we started channeling that same energy into creative pursuits instead. So it's the same stuff, but actually channeled into something that's going to serve her and make her feel better. Because the, the, the constant stream of men wasn't actually helping her or making her feel good. It was making her feel terrible. So <clears throat> she wasn't happy about it either. And so she started, she started painting again and she used to play the piano when she was younger and she started playing the piano again and she started moving it all into a different direction and finding this newfound amazing zest for life and creativity in a healthy way and by doing that you know she wasn't meeting the the man she wanted and having the the long-term 
true relationship that she wanted because she was stuck in this cycle. So by doing that, she's kind of shifted that whole thing, but it's the same energy. And she's feeling quite fulfilled still without needing the hookups. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to our Reiki session. Absolutely. But for now, goodbye. Thank you so much, Will. This has been such a lovely chat. I look forward to seeing you at the clinic. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Well, I'm in the car. It's been a very stormy day. I'm heading to my Reiki session. I have a sort of sense of what I might expect, but I think that's because I've seen, you know, shamans. That's kind of energy work. Quite tired because I've been busy on the campaign trail, hiking my greatest hits around Great Britain. So I'll be interested to see how I feel afterwards. Maybe a little bit nervous, a bit vulnerable. But I have a sort of sense that it's quite a gentle experience. Basically, I'm hoping I can fall asleep. That's basically what I'm saying. So I shall report back afterwards. I feel like this is... Is this the cook report? Could be. Well, I'm in a quite an old building. Right at the top of Harley Street. I'm waiting for this rather grand lift. I've been in this building before, many years ago. I used to see osteopath called Gary Derrick. Um, so what a little blast from the past this is. I'm in the lift now. We're going up. Well, that was quite an experience. As suspected, I thought my body would go into a nice sort of deep, relaxing state. And it did. So she sort of moved through, it was like a sort of, almost going like through a sort of one of those machines, you know, when you have MMR or whatever they're called, you know, and you go into the tunnel. It's like she sort of moved 
from the top of my head all the way down, sort of touching different areas, calming all these different areas. And then and then my body started like almost wanting her to go towards a spot before she even went there, which is quite interesting. So there is like a sort of conversation between the body and the practitioner. Yeah, I was very tired afterwards to drink a lot of water and slept really well. So very, very, very interesting experience. And I'm really pleased I did it. Reiki, ticked off the list. Reiki, dear listener, is what it's all about. Reiki, <gasps> delicious. Love talking to Sushma and I would want to hear from you. You know what, my little dream is that people hear these things and they think, right, I'll go off. You know, with a good practitioner, by the way. And they go off and they go, I had Reiki and it felt like this and my life's changed. I mean, that's what I want. I just want to help the planet. That's all I want to do. Let us know what you thought, as always. Shall I read out some of your messages now? I'm going to. Well, I don't know if you're a royalist or not. I don't know if I'm a royalist, but I do love the Queen. And so I've been watching some of the pageantry, which is such a great word. And that's even before I go to a queer festival, where I'm sure there'll be more pageantry. But I love the Queen, so I'm just saying that. Out and out, lover. Hope you've had a really good bank holiday and, um, yeah, hope you're doing all right. Here are some of your messages. Someone's been in touch via email. Hi, Will. Just wanted to say thank you for the podcast. Never listened before. Was having a really bad day with fibromyalgia and CPTSD triggering. Listened for a few hours and hugged my teddy, helped me calm my nervous system and feel less alone. That's brilliant. In response to thoughts or stories related to narcissism, I've had to face some really difficult realities after facing domestic abuse in my first same-sex relationship at 32 and realising the abuse replicated the emotional abuse from my mother as a child. After this relationship, it triggered fibromyalgia and complex PTSD at the same time and I had to start facing my childhood. Gosh, that's really tricky as someone that's had complex PTSD. Um, There's a very good book, by the way, by Pete Walker on complex PTSD. I had to take the really hard step of stepping away completely from my family as narcissist abuse, homophobic abuse and racism were common factors. It's so hard to do, especially when intergenerational trauma is running through the whole family and you're the only one doing the inner work. Yes, it is. It's very hard navigating life without the help promised. Unfortunately, the expectations of professionals that my complex PTSD diagnosis would open all the doors to treatment were unrealistic. I was left without help and just told to call helplines. This is awful to hear. I'm so sorry. So many people are in similar positions. When a narcissistic abusive relationship triggers all the childhood trauma, and unfortunately we live in society where it feels trauma is a dirty word, I agree with you. It's amazing you're bringing light to it. I've had to educate myself so much on trauma in the last eight years through reading and podcasts because a lot of professionals don't really have a clue, to be honest. Listening to yourself reminded me I'm not alone and it's okay to not be okay. Well, thank you so much for getting in touch. You are not alone. Yeah, Pete Walker on Complex PTSD is a very good book. Also, Peter Levine, Waking the Tiger, is all about somatic therapy and was a game changer, you know, for trauma. Um, releasing that energy. Have a listen to our episode on somatic therapy that we did with Vijay Rana and also have a listen, if you haven't already, to Katrina Morton on EMDR. And we will be returning to, you know, constantly to trauma because I think trauma is a, um, you know, at the heart of, to be honest, many, many problems, most problems. Um, Thanks so much for getting in touch. It's really tricky and I'm so proud of you and keep going. 
We love you from the Wellbeing Lab. We love you. This is from Instagram. Hi, loving the podcast as always. Been a fan of you, Will, for 20 years. Thank you. My boyfriend was trapped in a marriage with his ex-wife who used to gaslight him really badly to the point that she controlled everything, including his money, seeing his friends and family, his hobbies and interests to the point where she was physically and mentally abusive. Luckily, after an incident of really bad abuse, he managed to get the strength to get out of the situation he was in and ended his marriage. I forwarded the podcast to him as I thought he would find it useful. Well done. He listened to it and we had a big discussion about his ex-marriage and what fully happened, which he didn't have the courage to tell me before. This is amazing. Thank you so much, Will, for helping him. Oh, gosh, that's just wonderful. That's wonderful. It's wonderful. That makes me happy. Via Facebook, just found this and loving it. Also watch your documentary, which is wonderful. I work as a pastoral support person, mental health specialist in a secondary school. It's great to hear so much positive talk about early support for kids. It's so underfunded. Most of my work is supporting very unwell kids while they wait a full year for CAMS. The ones whose parents can't afford private therapy are left waiting for so long. It's quite depressing, but also a wonderful thing to be doing. I'm training with a Tavistock to become a child and adolescent psychotherapist. Another scandal. It costs a flaming fortune and takes years. Well done. Well done. I'm really enjoying hearing from you on all different topics, actually. This is really, really interesting. Thank you for getting in touch. Hi, can I firstly say how fantastic the podcasts are? I could bore you with my experiences, but I won't. Well, we wouldn't be bored. Um, I have mental health issues and sons who both have also. One was a serious self-harmer, the other brain injured as a baby, now autistic and struggling with anxiety and all sorts, age 26. I have BPD, which is... um, borderline personality disorder uh, and anxiety and depression. However, on topic, ended a four-year relationship with a classic narcissist two years ago. It's the hardest thing. Sadly, this relationship is greatly added to my mental health issues and self-esteem, and I'm not surprised. It's shocking how narcissists behave. It's also obvious now um, I can reflect on how he brainwashed me. Uh, Much love and thank you. This is really interesting. I think, you know, narcissism has really touched a vein here. Hi, Will. I really love listening to your podcast. Thank you. Your first two episodes felt like they were specially made for me with body dysmorphic disorder and shopping addiction. It was so important to hear about it as I feel quite embarrassed to talk to people about it. And people I tell tend to laugh it off as not a real thing. It's also fascinating to listen to the podcast on trauma, and especially inherited trauma, as I'm pretty sure I experienced this too. I've only sought out CBT to date, which only half worked. It was great to hear your guests talk about how when CBT didn't work for her, she felt wrongly to blame and that it should be treated in the same way as when a medicine doesn't work. Well, that's true. I'm currently on antidepressants, which have helped. However, I just plucked up courage to talk to my GP about additional things and see if I can get any other therapy. Well done. Amy, I'm going to say it. I think it's been a bumper week for messages. All very varied and really interesting. I'm loving it. I feel like we're getting traction. Get in touch. Email hello at wellbeinglabpodcast.com. Twitter at the Wellbeing Lab. Instagram and Facebook at the Wellbeing Lab podcast. Now, next week, we'll be discussing eating disorders. I think it's important to say, you know, just to give you a sort of warning about, you know, potential triggers, you know, like a lot of topics, they can be very triggering. But I I think it's even more important to say for eating disorders. So approach with caution, you know, and know yourself, look after yourself. Sending you lots of love. Bye. Did you know the Wellbeing Lab is produced by Audio AF and is part of the Acast Creator Network? It's true.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.